Hey, yo, welcome to the Reckless Thoughts podcast, AK Reckless Thoughts podcast here with myself, AZ, Crib Z, this way. Um, how we feeling, Cribs? We back. We back. Wait, did I say we bike? No, I'm kidding. We back. Um, it has been a week. We just experienced spring break in Miami. Oh, God. And if you know, you know. And if you oh, don't, God. what did you do? <laughs> it was... It was it was bad. It was bad. And that's usually how we start the, the show always. We talk about how was the weekend, Cribs. And me and Cribs decided to go and uh, one last hurrah. And uh, Cribs, take Sure, take sure. Listen, those were not the vibes, okay? I text Alex and I was right. like, I just want to grab a drink. It's been a week, you know. I just, I'm old, you know. I just want to lounge, hmm. chill, talk. You know oh, you're saying? old. Oh, my bad. Um... Alex has his friend hit him up and he's like, nah, let's go to Fort Lauderdale, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? Okay, sure, whatever. Let's, let's you know, be open-minded. Why not? And um, I was scared for my life. Yeah, I take full responsibility for that. That was a, uh, that was bad. We went to Las Olas and I, we've never, me and you, I think combined, have never seen Las Olas that way. I mean, it was packed. Like, it looked like a concert was going on, you know, yes. or something. And mind you, me and Alex have been going to Las Olas since even before I turned 21. But yeah. yes, this is true. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, it's been a lot. It's been some years. So for us to see it like that was. I mean, let's just describe, right? I mean, like we walk in and there's traffic everywhere, right? Usually the street that we can drive into to go and park was blocked off. Uh, there was fire trucks like all over the place, like blocking off the place. And it was kind of cool in the sense of like, all right, well, at least you can walk on the street, you know, and go into your bar. So that's, you know, without having to worry, someone's going to run you over or something like that. So that was a good part. But I mean, getting in there was rough. Once we got in there, I mean, we saw the place closed, like very, it was like closed off, like parking was, was really rough. Um, so we knew we were in for a, for a, a good time. And uh, once we got out there, it just never happened. Never, never Listen, we get out of the parking garage, we're walking, right? And there's a car that's playing this ridiculously oh loud God. music going against, like, literally opposite of where the traffic was supposed to be going. <laughs> so they're going the opposite way, playing this super loud music, windows down, people outside of the car, like, you know, hanging. And they're playing this music talking about, kill that, that it was just very aggressive it was, it was very aggressive and it was very um not positive music it was just not the vibes it was not the vibes the best and... part the best part was me saying like hey it's not so bad and you were like oh i'm not from rhode island i was like wow okay thank you my bad my bad that i you know i keep came, came i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry to our listeners from rhode island i did not mean to offend any of y'all it's just that alex was like oh this is so normal and i was like Whoa. I didn't say it was normal. I was just like, "Oh, it ain't so bad." Like you know, I can I can manage. You know, I, I mean, I can handle myself. But again, I I I understood. Uh, you know, like it's. I mean, I'm like three times your size, and I get it. And it was just, it was rough. I mean, even the places that we were we used to go to, like in that area. I mean, I wanted nothing to do with it whatsoever. And uh, we ended up going somewhere like close by that we could walk. 
I feel like the walk was the best part because you know you got to see like the, the nicer areas of, of Las Olas. And um we went to a place that I'd never been to, uh La Bodega, right? So that was cool. It was nice, nice, but you know, people were sketchy in there too, right? I ended up buying us some drinks to, you know, kind of chill, you know, have the vibe. And I needed to go to the bathroom. I I was like, hey, I need to go to the bathroom. And you were like, hey, like, you know, it was like 15 minutes in, and you were like, hey, you're not gonna go anymore. And I was like, I just don't want to leave you alone. And you're like, yo, I'll be fine. So I go. And then I come back to you telling me that you felt like someone had spiked your drink. And I was like, oh, here we go. I knew it. I knew I shouldn't have left you alone. Damn it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let me give you guys a little background on that, though, because it's not just like, it's not, you know. Okay. So I have been to Las Olas maybe a handful of times, like in the last year. Obviously, with the pandemic and everything, like, you know, things aren't the same, whatever. Um, the last two times that I have been to Las Olas, no, I don't want to say, well, okay. The first time was I really blacked out on one drink, one drink. And anybody that knows me knows that that is not a thing. Like I'm, I may be tiny, but I can, I can hold my own, you know? And that it was just not okay. And I really feel like there was something else that was there because it's just, it was too much. The second time I went with a bunch of my girls, when I tell you that we had one drink and none of them could drive, I'm not lying. And <laughs> thank God, yeah, thank God that I had told myself that since that day that that happened to me, I wasn't gonna be drinking there anymore. And so I was the one that was like, you know, good and was able to like get everybody home, but th this is the case. Now I'm not, I don't wanna throw like, I don't want to badmouth Las Olas. I don't want to say that people are like, you know, being crazy or whatever. But I will say that the, the, the drinks are very strong. I'll just leave it at that. The drinks are very strong. So Alex leaves me. I'm a, like, I go out, you know, I go out. I hold my own. I'm, I go to the gym, you know, like I got muscles. Like I'm good, you know, for like five minutes of a bathroom. And so I'm just standing there. I'm vibing. This guy comes around and he's like, I notice he's like walking kind of in like circles around me. And I'm like, you know, like what the heck is happening? And I look over and when I look over at him, he looks so confused. And I noticed that his hand was like in a weird, too weirdly close to my drink. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, and I look at his face and he looks confused. He genuinely is like scared. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, heck no. No, I am way too old to be drugged up on spring break. No, thank you. So when Alex came back, I was like, listen, man, thanks for the drink. I really appreciate it, but I'm going to have to throw this out because <laughs> got to go, okay, yeah. because we're too old to be in here. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And, and you wanted to get a drink essentially because you, you were out earlier that day, right? You were. Uh... Yes, yes. So I went to go watch Batman. Did, have you have you seen it? Did you get a chance? <sighs> no, Side real quick, right? I'm going to take that as a new. Yeah. Shout out to whoever was supposed to watch it with me and we haven't watched it together. So yeah, go ahead. Actually, no shout out for you because you're doing a bad job. Okay. <laughs> whoever you are, get it together. Yeah. Um. But, anyways. Uh, I watched Batman. Mm -hmm. Not for me. Not my Batman. Didn't like it. There was a scene. I'm not going to give it out. But there was a scene where, like, you see Batman and a bunch of 
uh, bats. And I was just sitting there like, okay, so this is where he gets bit by a bat and turns to a vampire. Like, it all makes like, sense now. Like Spider-Man? No, a vampire. I know, but like, I'm saying like... Like Twilight, man. What are you talking about? Oh, that's right, because it's the Twilight. <laughs> Damn it, I'm sorry. I feel... I usually that doesn't a, happen, ladies that and gentlemen. A good joke, man. You're right. You're right. You're right. Usually it doesn't happen. It doesn't. Things don't go above my head like that. I am embarrassed. I'll shoot myself later in the face. Oh man. Um, that was bad. Yeah. So, anyways, it was just not like I don't know. I think it was terrible acting. I know a bunch of people have like other uh, opinions on it. It just it wasn't for me. I i couldn't do it and then the yeah. fact that it was three hours long oh my god i did hear about that so i did hear so somebody had told me that if you went to go watch batman you have to go in knowing that it's not going to be your usual batmans right that it had that you have to go in with the mentality like any batman that you've seen before throw it out the window this is going to be a whole new style it's a detective you know more of a detective movie type of thriller movie um so don't expect no okay well you know but just you know expect a little bit of a different, you know, turn to to the, and which I'm okay with because we have seen Batman kind of played out in a way, right? Like, you know, Christian Bale's Batman, you know, that was an amazing Batman. I'm old enough to remember, you know, the Michael Keaton Batman. My that was my original Batman. Um, Adam West, I've even seen Adam West Batman, which was more of like a, a cartoonish type of Batman. Yeah. But Christian Bale's <laughs> Batman was really hit a like you know a good point you know where i don't know if anybody could top batman anymore so it's kind of difficult to just go into watching batman and saying i'm gonna make a batman movie that's gonna top christian bale's movie um so i would give credit where credit is due i haven't seen the movie yet but I, i've heard a lot of people tell me that it's good in the sense of like it's different and it's like you know just a different version of it so i'm okay with it if it's like that i'm okay with it I have to see it and tell you, yeah, you're right, Cribs. Like it's not for me or whatever. It's not my Batman or whatever. But um, you know, it's like it's like watching James Bond movies, man. I'm a huge James Bond guy, and like it's some people are like, hey, my Bond is fucking Sean Connery, or my Bond is Roger Moore. You know, my Bond is Pierce Brosnan. Even though Craig David did an amazing job, Pierce was the guy that started the Bond version movies for me. So I see where you're coming from. I get it. I respect it. But um, other than that. How was the date? Right? Because that's what we all really want. <laughs> um, <laughs> wait, going back to this, I just want to clarify. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I don't, not that the movie wasn't good because the okay. storyline of the movie was great. Yeah. And the fact that I was able to sit to the, through the three hours without actually like falling asleep and, you know, because I was tired and just came from a day of work, whatever. So yeah. it, it, it still grabbed my attention. Like it was still an attention grabbing kind of movie. I just think that Batman himself was like awful. Like his acting was just, it was terrible. And I, like you said, like I know it was supposed to be like a different feel kind of Batman, but yeah. I just, I couldn't do it. And then, ask, right, right. yeah, no, go, go, go. I was gonna say, do you think it has anything to do with it being the guy that did Twilight? Well, to be fair, I think that when he did Twilight, he was an awful fucking actor as well. <laughs> So, and that's coming, and that's coming from somebody who like read the books and you know understood the character development and like all that stuff. Like he was awful, right? And he, I, to my opinion, he was awful in this movie too. So okay. I just think that they need, they should have casted a better Batman. A better Batman. Okay. Well, I'll watch it, 
and I'll uh, I'll definitely let you know how I feel about it. Um, I'll go a little bit open minded, you know. So, but it's good that I hear that criticism because all I've heard was good things. So to get like this is good, so I can kind of go and be like, all right, I know that it could go either way. So let me see what I what it, you know. I'll be open minded. I'll just try to be open minded. As far as the date goes, um, I just feel like. <laughs> Is this the same really? guy that you told us like last episode that you were this messing is not, with? This is not. No, no. This is a different guy. Yes, yes. Um, Wait, what happened to the other guy? To be honest, he just lives very far away and there just hasn't been like a, you know. Damn yeah. it, man. Yeah, long mean, distance. It's not even long distance, Cribs. It's, no, it's really not that long distance, but it is. <laughs> it is a distance and... Mm. The way gas prices are right now, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I don't know, fam. I don't know. So, anyways, um, yeah. I just have this like thing with like dates and movies that I'm like, you don't really talk to people. You're kind of just sitting there next to each other, and I felt weird because usually I make like comments during movies. But I wasn't comfortable enough to make my comments. So I was kind of just like in my head and talking to myself. At a movie theater, tell me you do not talk during a movie. Absolutely. You're lying. I'm not taking you to a movie. You have heard me talk through a movie. When did we go watch a movie? You you have to have heard me talk through a movie. No. I, I mean, I'm not like super loud where I'm like, oh, the whole theater needs to hear me. You know, like I'm not obnoxious. But I will make like side jokes in like your ear. I'll be like, "Bruh, did you see this?" Okay, okay. Like, that's not bad. That's not bad. I I, I went know? on a date once with a girl who literally like talked, and I'm like, "No, no, no." I'm like, I would no, look I at will, her and be like, "Unless I need like some kind of explanation." Like when I first started watching Star Wars, for example, like okay. I became like a Star Wars fan. Yeah, and you know, there's always like some backstory to it. I asked like the person I was with, like wait so like what happened here or then i'll be like okay okay tell me later tell me later but don't forget you know like i need to know this so that i understand it's like yeah things like that but either way like it's just you don't get to know a person you know like you're literally just sitting there and like watching a movie so um it was weird and then at the end of it he was just like okay i'm tired gotta go bye that was it literally was it no, uh, did you enjoy the movie? No. Maybe we made like a one minute comment about, oh yeah, so how was the movie or whatever, whatever. But then literally as soon as we got out the door, it was like, oh, I'm tired, gotta go. And so it was super weird. So I hit up Alex and I was like, dude, like I need to grab a drink and like, I just need to, to know if it's me, like. Not you, <laughs> it's not, I mean, I'm sorry, but I'm not gonna go and go on a date to a movie theater because I've done it plenty of times where I've gone to a movie theater as a date and because you said it, we don't really converse during the movie. So I'm going to make sure that we're conversing after the movie or before it too. And I'm going to be like, hey, so like what you think? And, you know, give me your opinion. And then you want to go get something to eat, you know, especially if it's early enough or drink, you know, I'm a huge eater and drinker. You know, if you can't tell by my body, I love eating and drinking. So I'm always like, I'm down for some, you know, late night food, man. Like, I don't know how many times I've gone out and gotten some late Mickey D's or, you know, that's, you know, that's why I don't lose weight. Right. So I don't understand, you know, what happened there. But, um, yeah. God, sounds like a winner, Cribs. 
Yeah, I mean, and you know what's the thing too? Like, I had spontaneously got a haircut. Yes. Can we talk about that? Right. <laughs> I mean, this this I love this Ayana you know vibe that you're giving out right now. Love it. Yes. Love it. So to make a very weird and emotional long story short, um, I since I was little I had very curly hair. I had froze um, because you know, my family. And um, I started using a new shampoo and the new shampoo started making my curls come back. So it was like kind of, you know, treating my hair or whatever. And I go into my wax lady, I'm literally getting my eyebrows done, you know? And she's just like, her grandma does hair and her grandma's like, let me cut your hair off. Uh Like, let me cut your hair off because it's going to look so good and it's curly and you just want, like, you're going to get your curls back and that's what matters and you're just going to look so high. And I was like, no, I'm not ready. And she's like, you need to do it now because I'm booked for the next three months. And right (laughs) now I had a cancellation. So it's now or never. And I just freaking did it, dude. I was just like, you know what? Okay, fine. Cut it all off. And I have the video of her like pulling the hair down and just like snipping it away right through and if i'm like being honest with you it was like emotionally freeing um and yeah now i can just wake up and kind of like shake it and good to go you you got a little little it looks great i know that you seem nervous that um you know for our people that are not watching on youtube i mean the hair looks great come on youtube watch it look at it i think it's great um, it's very liberating and it's awesome to hear, you know, because, um, I think I've, I've said this to you before that, you know, I feel like a lot of women are very self-conscious about so, so many things in their, in, in their bodies and stuff like that. So you took a brave step to go out there and get your hair cut. And, and I know that long hair for women are, is a big thing. And not a lot of women, you know, rock the short hair and girl, it, it looks great. It looks amazing. I, I commend you for it. I think it's, it's awesome that you did it. Um, and you have inspired me to shave my beard off. No, That's what I'm gonna do. Please no. don't do that. Okay, I no. won't do that. Okay. No, no, no. Right, men are not men <laughs> if you don't have beards, okay? That is some, that's a damn. You know, I had an ex one time that I shaved my beard like completely off. And she looked at me, she's like, Alex, I love you. But the next time you do that, we're breaking up. And that was the last time I shaved my beard. That was the last time. Wow, that was like you gotta is you gotta warn women. You gotta you gotta let them know beforehand. Like, hey, this is what's gonna happen, and I'm gonna look like a baby mole. And so here's my warning to everybody: if the 49ers ever win a Super Bowl, the beard's coming off. I'm gonna let everybody know now. I don't want to hear like you know. So that episode next year when the Super Bowl's over and I'm completely bald in the face, I don't want to hear people tell me anything. You knew you knew what was gonna happen when the Niners won the Super Bowl. That's why God hasn't given me a Super Bowl. He knows I can't do the beard thing because then like my swag is completely gone. So So then why would you pick that? Don't you want them to win? I'm confused. Of course I want them to win. I don't really care if I shave the beard off or not. I just do the beard because it's easier to just let it grow than continuously shave every day. I'm a very lazy maintenance. I think I've ever seen you without a beard. I actually send me a photo. I I'd I'd have to go look for like a high school photo. Okay, we'll find the photo. We'll put it. We'll put it in next week, and we'll show. We're gonna show a photo of me without. without yes, a yeah, yeah. That, uh, that should be interesting. And so I can show y'all a picture with long hair with that. No, yes, there you go. There you go. <laughs> now you've had short hair before, but you, like you were mentioning, you did have it like you know more like a. Um, more it was like long, a, like this. I really went like short, short this time. The last yeah. time that I did it, I still kept it a little long because I wasn't truly committed to it. 
Um, and then even then, like two weeks after I put on extensions because I did not like, I could not. Um, but also at the time my curls weren't in. So it was just like kind of flat, straight, yeah. weird. Um, gotcha. But I'm embracing it. It's, it's there. All right. Well, no, it looks great. Looks awesome. We, uh, we've definitely gone past our time about how the weekend went, but that weekend was very eventful. Long story to cut it off, to finish it out now, let's just say it right now. We are retiring Las Olas. We are never going back to Las Olas again. Okay. If you have a brunch, we might show up, maybe. Um, but to do a nightlife out there, I, I don't think I'll ever go back to Las Olas, especially during spring break. Holy crap. Did we look that bad when we were that young going to do spring break? I don't know. I hope not. Um, don't mm. answer that. So, yeah, so let's so let's move on because we do have a, a show that we're going to talk about some free agency, you know, things that have changed in the NFL. Um, we're big NFL fans, so you're going to hear a lot about the NFL with us. Um, there's also we're also going to talk about dating in Miami, right? Because you just went off on this poor guy who has no idea what he's doing with himself. Stop it! Stop it! Because he's probably going to listen to this. Listen, That's man, okay. you're Brother. cool as fuck. Okay. Yeah, you're cool as fuck, man. But you can't end a day like that, man. Come <laughs> on, brother. Like, come. I would if you were my boy and you call me, and you were like, "Yo, it should end it like this." I would have been like, "Bro, what are you doing, guy?" So, hit me up. We'll we'll talk about you know. Speaking about hitting us up, you know, hit up our our um, Twitter and our Instagram. I changed it. I know everybody was complaining to me. It was like it's so hard to find you on Instagram. So I went back to the reckless eight twenty four, both Instagram and Twitter. Cribs, what's your handle? uh crib underscore z and honestly thank god you changed it because the other day i was trying to find you alex and d i was you like look so excited it. when you look so happy when you <laughs> you're like it's reckless again i was like yeah it was time to change it i just look so i go through this phase where like if i like need to block somebody or i'm done talking to like a, a puti puerca like i basically block her and change my name so that way they can't find me again kind of thing Oh, so, my God. You mentioned that. I'm going to have something so funny for our dating segment, but continue. I was yeah. going to add this here so I know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's uh, that's that's reason, the reason why you see so many changes. So a lot of people are like, why are you changing your name? And, like, I don't want to get into details of, like, oh, I had to block a, you know, a puti puerca. But... but, you know, you could block them and then unblock them, and then they just stop following you. Oh yeah, I could do that. But then they're gonna f- try to follow me again, and it's like that's not the point. It's not. I want to just like. Well, okay, I mean, but then they have to follow request you, so they just let it sit there. You know what I'm saying? I guess. Well, whatever. To all the puti porcas watching that hasn't been blocked yet, you're next. Um, all right, cool. So um, we got those those done. We want to talk about a a contest that we're doing, and it's for March Madness. And cribs, I know that um, you do not. You do not watch NCAA basketball um, at all. But I'm hoping that you doing a bracket with me will get you in the mood for March Madness because March Madness is a really fun and exciting thing. I'm doing one with work. I'm doing one with friends. And now I'm doing one with you, the listeners, um, and Cribs herself. So we're going to do a contest. Um, We're going to post it on our page, on our Reckless Thoughts podcast Instagram page. It's going to be a link where you can sign in and you can make your own bracket. And if you beat both me, Cribs, and myself, I said me and Cribs, we beat both of us. We're going to give you a $30 gift card because we're broke and we can't afford anymore and we don't have sponsors yet. But we're going to give you a $30 gift card 
So make sure you tune in. It's going to be on ESPN. Um, you know, make sure that you make it like, you know, you put your first name, like this person's bracket, you know, that way we know and we're not like trying to guess who this person is and like and stuff like that. That way we can give you the gift card because I know that everybody's going to be like, that was mine. That was mine. So or you can take a screenshot of your bracket. That way we have proof um, that it was you and we'll send you a gift card to you so that should be fun cribs are you excited about march madness a little bit i know you're not you're not really yeah i mean listen i've never like i'm not like an avid college um college anything watcher um but when it comes down to like the final four and stuff i've watched those you know so okay that, that you know because those are always fun but like going through a whole bracket this is going to be something completely new for me and like yeah. i was telling alex earlier there's like a like i've looked it up and there's a bunch of schools that i'm like what the hell like yeah where where, where do these people stay at shout so, out to uh bryant university rhode island school that you know made it winning their debate and shout out to providence friars for being a four seed that is you know probably i think one of the highest seeds that providence has ever had Shout out to them. Hopefully they can get past the second round, which I really don't have them going past that far, but hopefully they can pull it off. Um, but yeah, it should be fun, man. It should be a good time. And I'm I'm excited uh to see it. And um and yeah, uh <laughs> uh let's just go. I just saw who you said you wanted to block, but I'm just gonna um, I'm just gonna ignore that. So let's let's <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on. So let's talk about what the um what's been happening in the NFL, right? Oh, Free agency has officially started. People are coming back. And I'm not talking about Ben Roethlisberger, right? We're talking about the free agency has officially started. And as soon as we have another sport that's in the media because baseball is back, they're out of, you know, they're locked down and Good all for that. Them, man. They yeah, like shout, us, shout us to the Braves. Let's win another one. Go Braves. Um, Tom Brady says. freaking everywhere, dog. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, sorry that the Marlins can't do as good as the Braves. You know, I apologize. But anywho, Tom Brady, the GOAT, your man, right? Can we, yes. Can we, though, first just talk about all these memes that this man has created in this, like, in this thing that he calls life? Because I have died every single time that I see a meme that it's like Brady spent two months with his wife and his kids and said, Nope. No. Gotta go. That's hilarious. Um, tells you why I'm single and why I have no kids. Yep. It's Brady. Um, Look, it is known that... I put up a really funny one today. Did you see it on my page? I did. I did. I did see it. it, Look, it's it's the reality of it, right? Not Not a lot of people can live without the spotlight, you know? And I think athletes especially have a really tough time you know, getting out of the spotlight. And I think Tom Brady looked at his options. You had Russell Wilson leave the Seahawks and go to the AFC. You have Deshaun Watson, who still potentially could land in the AFC team. It doesn't necessarily mean he's going to come to the NFC. Um, So you have a weak NFC South, super weak. You have a super, like, the NFC, the only teams that are, like, right now in – talks of maybe going to the Super Bowl, you're looking at Green Bay, you're looking at the Los Angeles Rams, San Francisco, and Dallas. Those are the teams that you're that you're talking about. So if Brady comes back, it's like, all I have to worry about is those teams. And if I can get past that and, and hopes that one of those two teams knock each other out, 
we're good to go. We'll, we'll face an AFC team. We'll worry about them in the Super Bowl, and we'll try to get one over there. You know, and that's what Brady has done when he was in the AFC, a weak AFC, by the way. You know, and and got a couple of championships. I digress. I don't want to like you know spit on his on his legacy, but you know that's something Brady has been able to do, and I don't see why he shouldn't do it again. Honestly, that was going to be one of my questions to you. Like, do you think that you know, like seeing all these moves was kind of for him, like, hmm. This might be a little easier for me to just get this, this chance at this ring. You know what I'm saying? Like retire with retire at the top of the hill, as you'll say. Right. Look, at the end of the day, I, I get that, you know, Brady's done a lot and, and he's the goal. I'm not taking that away from not him. taking that away from him. But the AFC for so many years was very easy for the New England Patriots. Like the Jets, you know, competed maybe two or Hello. three years. The Preach. Dolphins, right? The Dolphins haven't made playoffs. I mean, let's just be honest. Buffalo was suffering for so many years. So it was an easy walkthrough. You had to worry about six games in your division that were mostly wins. Every once in a while, they get upset, you know, but for the most part, they had six easy wins. You start the season out 6-0, and right? Just looking at the schedule. And then you work your way down. I mean, there was no reason that the New England Patriots wouldn't win 11 games, 12 games, 13 games, go into the playoffs as the number one seed, get the bye, you know, and roll right through so the same thing is happening in the nfc it's just it's almost like boxing right when you're like the the best boxer out there you start picking and choosing your opponents you start saying i don't want to mess up my legacy now i want to go and pick you know the easier routes i don't want to go and fight somebody that might give me problems you know and i know people are going to automatically think mayweather but this is this has been all boxing everybody yeah everybody has as taking care of their legacy, right? And Brady's doing the same thing. And I'm not mad at Brady at all. I wish him the best. I hope he comes out there because I want the Niners to beat Tom Brady in his last NFL game. I want it to be us because he's not coming to us, and I'm really upset about that, so I'm a little butthurt. But that's okay. Um, but, yes, that's we'll start off with Tom Brady. Then the rest of the free agency started you know, trickling down, right? Aaron Rodgers decided to go, stay with Green Bay. Um, now – I I believe that yeah. Rogers Rogers had decided that he was going to come back first. Yeah, because he saw the be- weak before, NFC before before Brady. Absolutely. So, do you He's think so- that that had some kind of correlation? Like Brady was like, "Oh, so you're not leaving? So neither am I." Like, no, I don't know about that. I, I think I still think <laughs> it was it was it was more of like this is the easier path. Rogers saw it the same way too. Rogers said, "If I go to a team like Denver, if I go to a team, you know, because." The AFC West is stacked. So if I go to Denver and I have to play Las Vegas, I have to play Kansas City, and I have to play um, the Los Angeles Chargers twice, you know, uh, it's just not, it doesn't make sense. But if I stay in this division, at the time, Kirk Cousins wasn't sure if he was resigning. So it was, it looked like a weak Minnesota. It looks like a weak Chicago with a, a quarterback that just is starting. Justin Fields is not, he's not going to be there yet. Detroit is Detroit. So, when you look at Aaron Rodgers' path, it's the same thing. It's like, hey, okay, I have to deal with San Francisco. I have to deal with Dallas. That's it at the time because Tampa wasn't in the picture. So it was Dallas, San Francisco, L.A. Rams. Now it's Tampa. So I think Aaron Rodgers was in the same boat. Cool. Me personally. Yep. But so the funny thing is now Devontae Adams, who was supposed to be this guaranteed guy in Green Bay, says he's not playing with a franchise tag. You need to give him a contract. So it should be interesting how Green Bay now – maneuvers their money because they're like under salary and tries to get Devontae Adams into a long-term contract because he says he's sitting out and doesn't mean he'll sit out the whole year, but you know, it's a scary situation for fantasy players, you know, for the green Bay Packers themselves. If he's going to play, if he's going to sit out, 
usually the way I always see it, every time someone sits out for a training camp and plays, ends up getting hurt. Um, the last guy that I that I remember doing that was uh, the safety for the Seahawks. I, I can't remember think of his name, um, but he he ended up playing after so many people were talking shit about him, and he gets a broken leg. I mean, oh, Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas. Literally that was the name. worst. Yeah. So you know, and then. What does Earl Thomas do when he's getting stretched out of the field? He sticks his middle finger up at his team because he's like, this is why I wanted a long-term contract and not some stupid, you know, franchise tag. So true, yeah. get rid of the franchise tag. I mean, that's just, that's like slavery at this point. Um, how do you feel about the Dolphins pickups? So I, I feel like the Dolphins are doing a good job. Um, I'm still missing offensive linemen. You know, I don't know why it is the darnest thing with them. Wait, they got Connor they Williams. One. Yeah, okay. yeah, they signed one. But, you know, I mean, give me more, okay? Right. Um, yeah, no, as far as that, I mean, I think the moves have been I, – I don't know if I want to use the word subtle, but I think they've been good. They're looking for speed. Considering where like we're speed. at, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is good because, you know, like, I mean, our, our O-line is not the best. So mm. we just – we kind of need Tua to, like – in and out. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, um, so I think our moves have been good. I, I was a little confused with the Bridgewater signing. I just, I literally just saw it like a, a few, whatever, before we were talking. Yeah. And I, I just, I'm like, okay, I guess, sure. But like, I'm sure I, I there think... were other backups that could have maybe fit a little better, but okay, whatever you want. Maybe. I, I think Bridgewater, the reason that for the signing is just, maybe it's just a uh, mentorship. You know, hey, I need you to mentor, you know, Tua. And if he gets hurt, we have somebody who we feel like is secure enough to. This guy had a really good um, couple of years with Minnesota before his injury. And then after that, it was kind of like thrown away. You know, in New Orleans, he did decent um, until, you know, Taysom Hill came in. So I don't know. Maybe Teddy's not, you know, done, but it's a good backup. I think it's a good backup for Miami. I, I just don't know if he's, you know, worth, you know, 6.5, I guess. Uh, Chase Edmonds, though. I love the Chase Edmonds move. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a really good pickup. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's more pickups than the Niners have done. Shout yeah. out to San Francisco for the pickups. I mean, two pickups. We haven't done anything. We can't get rid of Jimmy G. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with, with the Niners, you know. But um, What about the freaking Jags? Jags, putting a Fighting. lot of money. I'm like, what is happening there? Why would you make such a rash decision? Like, I don't know. I just feel like that's a lot. What was it? Six point five. They um, who the the Jaguars? Yeah, they signed. I mean, no, they signed a bunch of players. They signed, they signed Christian Kirk to a, like a seventy-two million dollar contract, which I don't know how. Like, oh yeah, I think this is yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't know how you justify that. I don't know how you justify Christian. Christian Kirk has been, you know, somebody posted, um, on Twitter. I want to be the Christian Kirk of podcast. And then someone responded with mediocre and gets paid a lot. Yes. You know, it's, it's like, <laughs> you know, why are you signing Christian Kirk like that? You know, so um, it, it messes up the, so when I see signings like that, I don't like it because it messes up other contracts for future receivers that are looking for like their next contract after their rookie deal. Um, Debo Samuel is probably going to ask for, you know, the key to the city at this point, you know, when it comes to, to, to their ne his next contract, uh, Cooper Cup, same same thing. 
you know, because of one guy like Christian Kirk getting paid. And I know he played pretty decent, but not for 72 million. There's no way 37 million guaranteed. It just is not, not, I don't understand it, but they've done a lot. I want to say Jacksonville is going to be one of those teams that is. But for the record, they need to do a lot. But they do, they do, they do need to do a lot, and and they did a lot in the sense of linemen, right? Everything uh-huh. that the Dolphins is not doing, so you they got do do, I, I said it. That's the second time I said the that. Second time. Yep. Um, they signed Cam, uh, like franchise tag Cam Robinson. That's yep. the second year in a row. They got Brandon Scherf, uh, the guard. They got Tyler Shately, the other old lineman. So they're revamping their old line to protect. Trevor Lawrence, because they need to make sure that this guy is getting the best possible um, year, his second year, because his first year, I mean, the guy was running for his life. He was throwing a lot of in- interceptions, mm-hmm. I, you know, but there's a reason for that. He doesn't have time to throw the ball. He needs to kind of grow and he needs that that help. So I'm happy for, uh, for the Jaguars. The Jets are also making some big time moves. Shout out to the Jets and Salah. He's trying to make sure that he's not a one and done type of coach. Um, you know, they, they got Lakin Tomlinson from San Francisco, Connor McDermott, uh, I mean, Lamarcus Joyner got their team. They just got CJ Uzuma, who was a big mm-hmm. contributor for the Cincinnati Bengals. So they're doing their thing. Uh, shout out to the San Francisco 49ers because they got two players. Oh, man. What about the Browns? I was kind of, I mean, I'm not like shocked at, at um, them dropping Landry, but like, well, they got Amari Cooper. Exactly. They, they, mm-hmm. It was like a, you got to go, bro. We got this guy. <laughs> like, Yeah, that, that is interesting um, because I would have tried to keep both and then maybe potentially go in. Because they're, they're in talks about Deshaun Watson. So that's the big name right now that's out there. You know, Deshaun Watson, what's going to happen with him if he decides to go to a team like Cleveland and they get rid of Baker Mayfield. Um, the Steelers signed. God, get rid of that guy. Sorry. He's, he's innocent. He's innocent. Innocent. Oh, stop it. He they dropped the charges. That means that someone look, Gribbs, I'm telling you. Wait, are you talking about person. Watson or Mayfield? Oh, Watson. Yeah, Mayfield, you should you should drop Mayfield. Mayfield drop. Yeah, I just think drop he's Mayfield. awful. Like Yeah, he wasn't. That's what I was talking about. Like, Bye-bye. get him out of there. What is he doing? By Mayfield. Yeah, Watson, Watson's innocent, thank God. Yeah. Uh, because I felt like that was a conspiracy, man. That was like way it was just way too quick. Like all of a sudden everybody had something against him. I was like, I don't know, it doesn't seem right. But um shout out to Watson, he's gonna get out. This guy, like uh, the NFL doesn't literally get everybody out for everything. Sorry, you're right, continue. You're right. you're right, you're right. We should believe our women. Yeah, let's believe our women on this one. I mean, whatever. I'll, I'll admit it. Yeah, let's believe our women. Let's believe our women. I we need to do better at that. But, you know, Watson was cleared, so that means he's cleared to go to any team. Uh, Pittsburgh gets Mitch Trubitsky. I don't understand. Um, so the only quarterback or the only team that really kind of needs a quarterback right now desperately is Seattle, Indianapolis, um, who got rid of Carson Wentz to the Commanders. Mm-hmm. Um, who are the Commanders? I'm just kidding. <laughs> who are the Commanders? They're getting used to that. <laughs> The Saints, they need a quarterback potentially because I don't know if Taysom Hill is the answer there in New Orleans. Um, Carolina looking for a, for a quarterback, maybe even Atlanta. So, you know, there's some teams out there. Free agency has just started. It's going to look it's going to look fun. Um, thank God I don't buy Madden anymore because I feel like with all these changes, it's like I can't keep up. Yeah. With yeah. All these changes, so, and I can't keep I can't keep spending $60 every year to just get new 
and stuff. So, what do you think about um, Russell Wilson and the Broncos? Do you think he's, do you think they're they're going to be a contender this year or? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. They they were a team that. Let me back up. They were a team that competed. They didn't. They didn't. They were last, right? But they competed with a Vegas team, the Chargers, who right now in free agency are also doing their thing. Shout out to the Chargers because they're they're showing the rest of the NFL how you support a young quarterback that is looking good and has to face another good young quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. So the, the Broncos had to deal with those three teams, right? And they said, we're not going to be able to compete fully unless we get a quarterback. Like, like it's just not going to happen. Teddy Bridgewater is not the answer for us. Drew Locke is not the answer for us. So they went and got Russell Wilson. I commend the, the Broncos because they've done this before. They did it with Peyton Manning and they got their Super Bowl. And I know that a lot of Niner fans don't want us to go and chase like a Brady or a Rodgers or you know, there was even talks about Tennessee saying no to the idea of Aaron Rodgers coming to their team. But when your window is open and you need that one last piece, that's the way to go. The Broncos did it with Manning. The Bucks did it with Brady. You know, and that recipe works if you're able, if you have the window. Tennessee, I think, lost out tremendously on staying loyal to Ryan Tannehill. I know he's done his thing, but last year he struggled without his offensive coordinator. I don't know if those struggles continue. We'll see. We'll have to see how this year how it goes. But he almost cost me another fantasy football year, and I was almost gonna, you know, I was almost gonna call a hitman on Ryan. Oh, Tanny's the truth. I I, I like Tanny. I've I've supported Tanny, you know, through his days, but it's it almost I killed me. He almost killed lost, like lost him. Ugh. Yeah. So yeah, I think Russell Wilson will do all right in Denver. Thank God I don't gotta see him anymore in the NFC West. Shout out to Seattle, who we should finally be able to beat. Because I'm sick and tired of losing to Seattle, even when they have a bad record, I'm over it. So yeah, so that should be fun. Um, but yeah, I think I think he'll do good in Denver. Cool, nice. I think. So right. any any last thoughts on free agency? Shout out to San Francisco for getting two players. <laughs> my reckless thought. That's my reckless thought. Um, let's see. My last thoughts on free agency, man. Just keep them coming. I'm. Yeah. I'm actually like very surprised with all the moves that have happened. Um, whoever the hell else wants to come out of retirement, don't do it. That's it. Like, I'm sorry, it's it's done. Brady yeah. did it. There's nothing else you can do at this point. <laughs> like, if you didn't do it by do now, it. don't do it. If you yeah, didn't do it by now, don't do it. Don't come back. Um, <laughs> for real, for like freaking Rogers and Brady, like, how about y'all stop coming back? You know, just let someone else have a chance. Like. I'm Give over both of you. Give the spotlight. Yeah, I'm over it. But um, no, it's been interesting. Um, I am, I, I'll say my reckless thought is that although I am a fan of Brady and I will not take away from his career, I am actually upset that he decided and all these tributes <laughs> that were done and ESPN doing three-hour specials and like all this retirement stuff, I even posted him on my pages. And that's something that you probably wouldn't see had he not retired. And this man decides to just come back. And you know what? It's just like a man. Just like a man. And that is my reckless thought for that segment. Wow. You get you're mad, you're mad if we if we take a second and then you know, round two, but you know, and but then you are mad when we do I don't get it. I don't understand. We'll pass that. Cribs. <laughs> 
we are running short on time, and I know people we want to keep things under an hour, but if we go into overtime, what we're gonna do is after the hour cut, we're gonna just say our final reckless thought for like the thing, and then we're gonna continue the conversation for the next episode. So that way we don't lose our um our mojo, I guess you could say, you know. Mm-hmm. So do you, do you want to do the final reckless thought before we get into our next topic, or do you wanna just do it at the hour and uh yeah, I think we should do it at the hour. I mean, sometimes we have reckless thought for the segments, so that was my right. reckless thought for that segment. So. Okay, cool, cool, perfect. So then we're gonna go into the next topic, right? Which is a topic that we both have discussed and we've talked about many times. I've talked about it with friends, you know, because they ob- I obviously have a different situation that happened with me in uh, in the eleven years that I've been in Miami. You've been here your whole life. You can kind of speak about it for like your whole life you know what you've dealt with literally yeah Yeah. (laughs) dating in miami in the 305 one of the most expensive places to live in now i gotta worry about taking you to a date or taking you to get a drink after the batman movie cribs how (sighs) difficult from a one to ten is it dating in miami man okay well i'll say this it really depends on what your goal is okay if you're dating to date, you know, and you're just like living your best life and you want to meet people and you want to have drinks and you want to whatever, then easily. Wait, are we doing one? Is one, one being the worst, ten? one being the worst and 10 being like really amazing to date out here. Okay. So if you're like just trying to live your best life and you want to just like hook up and have fun and here and there, then 10. Absolutely. 10. You'll find that here. You'll find freaking people around the corner that just want to have friends um if you're looking for something serious and you're looking to settle down you want to get married you want to have kids you want to white picket fence and the whole nine yards um that is a zero that is a zero because it's too expensive to buy a damn house with a white picket fence that's why (sighs) that too (laughs) why is it that living in miami like couples that have probably been broken up for like four or five years but that they still live together because that's the only way that they can afford rent okay i'm calling all of y'all out i don't know that i don't know those people so i won't i don't have anybody to call up but yeah dating in miami is very difficult if you are looking for the the white picket fence type of lifestyle like if you're a hopeless romantic it's very difficult i found it very difficult because i see it seems to me like women really don't know what they want, right? And they have so many options, you know, which is okay. I mean, having options is okay if you're single and you're, you know, looking for your best attribute or someone to complement your best attributes, you should totally, you know, play the field. But my thing is, is like, I've seen a lot of couples that get together and also broken up because maybe I can upgrade, right? Maybe, maybe I can go from an iPhone 8 to an iPhone 12, you know? And it seems like sometimes that upgrade ain't all that good, you know, like the 5G network that you have currently, right? It's like, it's not all that good. You know, maybe you should have waited, you know, just saying, right? But um, yeah, with so much cheating involved, because everybody's just cheats on each other, right? Like, I mean, but I don't had... listen, I don't, I'm sorry to cut you off, but uh-huh. I don't necessarily think that that's a Miami thing. You think it's a, it's, the... a, it's a global thing? Yeah, the whole having options thing, that has become a thing since social media became so prevalent. 
because now you're on social media and you see all these people and you have easy, well, what's considered easy access to them, right? Because you can just slide into the DMs, shoot your shot, all like, you know, all these things. And so it's become like a, this idea where like, oh my God, like the grass is greener on that side. Like she's, she's cuter. She's yeah. whatever. She looks like she's more fun. He looks like he spends more money. He, you know, like. And I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that that's a Miami thing. I don't think that's a Miami thing. I genuinely think that that's just an, an, a dating in this um, era kind of thing. So I'll explain. I'll explain why I think it's a Miami thing. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen everywhere else. I'm sure it happens everywhere else as well, right? But the reason I feel like it's a big Miami thing, and it could be in other other metro cities like Los Angeles or you know New York and stuff like that. But I think the the reason is because here in Miami. Uh, there's a lot of superficial stuff that happens, right? Like, I've told many friends before that they see the way I live and they're like, oh, you're living your best life. And I'm like, man, sometimes you you kind of fake it, you know, a little bit. You fake it a little, you kind of amp it up a little bit, you know? Like, if you catch me on a boat with a bunch of girls and stuff like that, it doesn't necessarily mean I'm, I'm messing around with them. It could be just they're friends and they're invited, you know? That's it, on them and what kind of bathing suit they decide to wear that day or not, <laughs> you know? Um, if I'm faking it, you know, kind of, or making, making it to make it, I guess you could say. And someone sees that. It's, it's like Rhode Island, right? They, they see that. They're like, oh, this guy's living his best life in Miami. I go out there. They automatically assume like, man, this guy is the time of the, of the lot of the party, right? He's got it. We got to take him out. We, we, we got to chill with him. And eventually what ends up happening is sometimes, you know, you hang out and that's when you find out about the real person. And, and in my situation, I mean, I, I'm, I think I'm a good guy, but, you might meet somebody who's not a good guy. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, this isn't what I thought it was. This guy is a piece of shit. And this guy is not, you know, and that's where I think this happens in Miami because you constantly see, like, let's just say me and you go to the beach and I say, hey, I'm bringing a couple of friends, friends that you've never met before. All of a sudden, now you have your eyes open to seeing a whole new side of people that you've never met before. And now your options have gotten a lot bigger, even past the social media, Right. This guy's, you know, driving a, a nice car, but he lives at home with his mom. You know, nothing wrong with living with moms. Moms lives with me, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's just, you know, I'm trying to say, like, it's it's not as which, not as good as you think, you know, I guess. And like you said, the grass is greener on this side, but maybe not, right? Maybe yeah. it's turf. I mean, but but let I I just want to say that if you're dating somebody, right? Mm -hmm. And you do happen to bring friends around and they consider that their options are now more open, then that person is not serious about you. Right. So maybe that just has to be established beforehand. You know, like I don't again, I don't think that that's a Miami thing. I think that okay, that depends on the, on the girl thing, you know, cool. like if fair she's enough. not, yeah, if she's not like taking your dating serious or if she's just dating to date and you bring friends around and she's like, ooh, he's kind of cute. You should hook me up with him. Yeah. Then at that point, it's kind of like, okay, that's the girl, you know, like, oh, he drives a nice car. Like, how much money does he make? Like that, you know, that's that depends on the woman. What what kind of woman are you are you bringing around? Fine. So, what is what do you think is the big problem in dating in Miami? Um, I think the problem with dating in Miami is that I, I don't want to say <laughs> stop doing that. I hate when the spotlight is on me. Okay. <laughs> All right. I think, in my opinion, the problem with dating in Miami is that um, 
people just really don't know when to be loyal and when not to be loyal. And I think that because of that, there's like kind of a cheating, um, I don't know how to say it, like it's just a prevalent cheating dating area where you end up like talking to one person and then find out that they're talking to your other girl's friend, friend. And it's just like, it becomes a thing. Like no one is, no one knows when to be loyal. And even when you ask people like, Hey, what are you looking for? And they'll mention like, Oh yeah, I kind of do want something serious, but then they, their actions won't say the same thing. Hmm. So, and I feel like that's because in this, and there it is, it's a cheating culture in Miami. That's what makes dating hard because you're never, I'll say it from my, um, my experiences. I haven't been able to find someone who is actually genuinely loyal to just me. Like, oh, hey, I want to exclusively date you. I've, I haven't gotten that for the past five years that I've been single. I have not gotten that from anybody. What about it's before all, I had one person. Yeah, sure. Okay. We, and we were together for two and a half years. So, okay. Yeah. So that, so you're okay. Gotcha. So how do you respond to someone that comes up to you and says, or do they even tell you, Hey, I don't want to be necessarily loyal to you. Like, you know, cause some people, I mean, I know from actions. my experiences, okay. Actions say, okay. Yeah, actions, absolutely. Actions. Like I know mm-hmm. from, from what you've told me from your experiences, I I can tell you that that person doesn't want to be loyal to you. Like, right. mm-hmm. and it's by her actions. It's not by what she's saying because she could be telling you to your face. Oh my God. Yeah. I would love to like be with you. It'd be so great. But then if right. she's out and about doing whatever she wants to do, then it's kind of like, mm, who are you trying to lie to sweetie? Me or you? Like, yeah, I took the camera off cause I'm crying. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. No, I'm kidding. So no, but, and, I, and but, I totally understand. It's it's true what you're saying, right? Like actions do speak louder than words, right? So it's like if they're going about and doing things that you know when like, and, and I, I tell people all the time, you know, you see red flags, but you want to act like you're at a theme park. You know, this is not Six Flags. Like you know, what I mean, like we're not. You shouldn't ignore those flags. Like you should look at them and con- know that they're there, and consider whether that red flag is enough for you to say I can't deal with this. Or if you are going to deal with it, stop complaining about it, right? So maybe I should just stop complaining about it. But beside the point, um, are you okay, though, if somebody comes up to you and says, let's be in an open relationship? Mm, I guess it would depend on the person, to be honest with you. I'll tell you one thing. Um, The situation that we were just talking about where, where you, you know, I've been that girl. I've been that girl where I'm, like, saying that I do want something and my actions are saying are speaking Different, differently sure. you know mm-hmm. and shout out to that to, to this person who put up with that for so long yeah. um he's a great guy but it, it just never worked out because i realized that okay even though i was saying these things it was not actually how i felt right i was so still, what stopped you from saying like saying the truth though like what well, I didn't realize it at the time. Oh, okay, at the time, okay, okay. I was like, oh, yeah, I do want to be with you. I you do, did it I blindly. Do. Like you, yeah. yeah. But then, you know, I, years of me understanding myself and learning yeah. myself and getting to, you know, like, understand my own emotions. I'm like, yeah, I wasn't ready. Like, there was sure. no way that I was ready at that time. And the, the thing about open relationships, like, 
I don't know if I will be ready for one. I think the situation has to be put in front of me. But like we talked about earlier, I have a hard time believing that as humans, we are supposed to be monogamous with one person for the rest of our lives. So based off that comment, wouldn't it make more sense if that conversation was the first thing that came up was, hey, sure. I don't believe that this is the way it works for us humans. I don't care if a guy back in the 15th century wrote a book that said that we have to be loyal to each other. This is how I feel. Do you want yeah. to be in that type of relationship or not? Yeah, I mean, I I have, you know, the people that I have dated, I have said very early on, like, I don't believe in marriage. It's not something that I've ever, my, my mom's never been married. Mm -hmm. My grandma got married through church, but it was more so like after she turned this like new Christian life or whatever. Yeah. Um, but personally, like, I just, I don't see the purpose. Um, if I do find somebody that I do happen to want to spend the rest of my life with, then, hey, let's spend the rest of our lives together. Like, why do we have mm -hmm. to go through this whole thing? And, oh, my God. And I don't even want to mention the amount of money that goes into a wedding. Like, for sure. I could use that money for like a whole round trip around the freaking world, you know, like hey. what if it's eat? important, what if it's important to your partner for their parents? Like if they say, Hey, listen, like, you know, my parents want to see me get married. Like I know that it, that's not your thing, but you know, we love each other. We're together. Like why not do it for our parents who I'll give you an example like me, like I'm an only child, right? So like, I know my mother would love to see me get married. You know, my dad, maybe not so much, but my mom might definitely want to see me get married because I'm her only child, you know? So would you be okay with giving your partner that satisfaction of just doing it to be like for the mom or whatever? If you really love that person. Yeah. yeah. If I'm put in a position where I'm like, okay, yeah, like I love you i want to spend the rest of my life with you like i know that this is it um sure it's something i would consider yeah absolutely okay. but it's not something i'm actively seeking if that makes sense okay. you know Fair enough. like i'm not actively like oh my god so what if you want to get married <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I'm no, not. I'm that. not going on Love Is Blind. You know, this is one of the reasons why I'm like so reluctant about applying to that because I'm like, can I really go on a show that I, the end run is kind of like. Ugh. You're speaking, against. Speaking of Love Is Blind, did you watch that finale? The reunion. <laughs> the reunion, yes. Wow. For, I feel so uncomfortable. I could just imagine them being there live, like you know, doing the shooting. Like I, I would have. I don't know how somebody didn't punch Shake like you know. I, I don't know him. who lets him out of his house. I, I like. That needs to be tied to like a post in his house and never come back out. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. <laughs> like it, it was tough, man. It was like, and I and I get it. He was trying to defend himself. He but he was falling in quicksand, like trying to defend himself. Like I was just watching and I was like, "Stop talking, bro! Please stop talking!" Like I felt, I kind of felt for him because I know he was trying to defend his thoughts and stuff like that, but. He just came off so bad, so so bad. Like my God, arrogant, so arrogant. Yeah, I feel I, I feel for him. But um, we got two. We got a minute left, right? We're about the hour. Um, we can continue to talk about this, but you know, uh, let's just put in a final reckless thought. You know, Cribs, what do you got? You know, for us as a reckless thought. Hmm. My final reckless thought. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't think this is reckless, but it's just gonna be advice. Like. Let your person know what you want. For the love of ah. God, please. Like, 
just let them know because if you're seeing someone or you're dating someone or you're talking to someone or whatever the case may be and you guys are not on the same page what are you doing what you're Fair just enough. you're setting up either yourself to get hurt or to hurt that person and then you're gonna hurt him for the next person hurt yourself for the next person and then you gotta go with a bunch of trauma like just let it be known wow that was it's a lot to unpack there um my reckless thought for me is I'll be away from the uh, the love scene. We'll, we'll like I said, we'll continue talking, so we'll have more for the next episode. Uh, so definitely tune in for next week for that. But my reckless thought is just simple, man. I'm a, a huge wrestling fan, if you don't know. So, you know, this past week we just had a passing of Scott Hall, who is, his persona was Razor Ramon. And, you know, growing up in, in, in watching wrestling, the only people that I would watch were these bulked-up white Americans. Mm-hmm. And we get a character that comes out that – was from Miami, Florida, and had a Cuban personality. I'm not Cuban, but he represented the Hispanic culture. And and he came out at a time where being the good guy was everything. And he came out saying, hey, no, I'm the bad guy, right? Came out with toothpicks, would throw a toothpick at you, um, just oozed machismo. And that character was big. I grew up with that swag. I wanted to be that bad guy. And I think a lot of us grew up that being that way who were wrestling fans. And um, I just wanted to spend my reckless thoughts in, in thinking of his family. You know, he recently passed away. He got three heart attacks through complications of hip surgery. Um, and I just, you know, I had a <laughs> I had a little interaction with Scott Hall a couple of years ago. And um, I replied to something that he put in. I asked him a question and he just, on Twitter, just put no. He didn't even go into it but i remember thinking to myself man if i ever get big and i meet him in person i want to get i want to you know dig it because i didn't believe him when he said no but uh that's beyond the point i'm, I'm never going to get that chance but well, thank you to him and his character for bullying that machismo i know a lot of people can relate i've seen a bunch of people post about him and uh, and what he meant for their childhood a piece of our childhood definitely died you know when it came to his character and uh and his whole persona and how he changed the business forever. So shout out to Scott Hall. That's my final reckless thought. We're going to end the episode there, but we're going to continue talking because we're going to record more because, you know, we we do that. We just stop talking about good topics. And this is a really good topic. Dating in Miami is going to continue on the next episode. So to be continued, keep watching. Um, remember the March Madness thing. We're going to put that up. Sign up. Make sure you, you sign up and, and, and play for our $30 gift card. See if you can beat and outsmart me and Cribs might be able to beat cribs i don't know if you'll be able to beat me i'm competitive let's do it (laughs) all right guys we'll talk all right so i guess we can continue right we don't don't have to we'll just edit that out and yeah we'll just cut it out well you're the one that's been doing the editing so how do you feel about that yeah that's perfectly fine like um well that's the thing i've edited like to put post on on our videos and stuff like that i don't know how to necessarily edit um i'm sure there's a way i'll figure it out you know i'm pretty techy with that but cool so i have about another 45 minutes because i do have to leave around eight but um you know we'll go ahead and continue the, the conversation so we talked about the last thing what, what is the last thing we, we said on the uh well i uh, said i said the whole um tell your person what you want so i think you should go off that for sure okay yes 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 tell them what the hell you want man so um, years ago when I, you know, I got out of high school, uh, I want to say like maybe three years or three years removed out of high school, I got into this relationship and I'm sure if she's watching, she's probably like, like send me a bunch of text messages for bringing this up. But 
we got into a relationship where this girl was um, already dating somebody. I didn't know, but she was already dating somebody. And me and her met and, you know, we just started like flirting and, you know, you know, kicked it to each other. And then um, we hooked up. And after we hooked up, she was honest and said, hey, listen, like, I just want you to know, right? I'm still dealing with my ex. You know, she considered him an ex, but they were still dating. And she was like, I just want you to know that I'm dealing with him. But, um, you know, I would love to continue seeing you and stuff like that. Right. So I was basically, her, you know, her uh, boyfriend number two. Um, but here's the thing, right? Her being honest and her telling me from the beginning, hey, listen, this is what it is. It set me up in a way where I was like, all right, and I'm a hopeless romantic, but I was able to push my feelings aside. And I was like, you know what it is? If you're enjoying the sex and if you're enjoying the time that you're spending with her, don't mess it up. Just do what she's asked, right? She just wants privacy time with you and whenever she wants it, and that's it. And we did that for a while. Things got complicated for other reasons, but for the most part, it had nothing to do with her ex. You know, it was always just me and her. And when we chilled, we had a blast. We had a good time. And I I honestly believe that if she never told me, and I found out, like, through, like I don't know, I caught them, like, chilling or whatever, and they were together, it could have been a lot uglier. It could have been like, what do you mean? Like, I thought you were with me and this and that, right? So um, I, and we did that for, like, about almost two years, right? That was almost like a two-year thing. But I, I have to always say that if it wasn't for her being honest from the beginning, I would have never been able to manage my feelings the right way because I would have been stuck on this whole like, yeah, exactly. Right. So it saved me a lot of heartache because, you know, I love hard when I do love. I love hard. So it saved me a, a, a lot of heartache, even though I still ended up getting it, you know, because we did get serious after after a while. But that's beyond the point, you know. It avoided that heartache at the beginning, you know? So I agree with you 100%. Be honest. Be completely honest from the beginning. Hey, listen, like, I'm having the time of my life, but I don't want anything serious. You know, cool. Let's have a blast. I'm not an asshole, right? I, like, I told my boy, I was like, I wish sometimes I could be a dick, right? And his response was like, you know, give him anal, you know, when you, when you, on the first time, you know, that's, that's how you can be a dick from here on out. And I, I not my thing. Can't do that. Um, I'm just not a dick. I'm not an asshole, Cribs. I can never be an asshole. I's just not in me. I, my mother raised me differently. I don't know. Um, but I can't be a dick. I could be a dick, like, you know, in other things and other occasions. But when it comes to, like, a girl, like, it's very hard for me to be a dick. So uh, if you've heard anything else, you know, let me know. But it's a lie. I'm not a dick. Not mm -hmm. a dick. <laughs> I mean, I've never heard anything else. But, um <laughs> Yeah, I think that it's important. It's just important to be honest from the beginning. Like yeah. that that's one of the things that I have learned to kind of like put out there first. Like, hey, I like I okay, so for example, this last person that I had met, you know, I told him from the beginning, like, my priority is just not not dating right now. Like it's just not. I have yeah. projects, I have things that I need to do. I'm super busy at work because somebody's on maternity leave and there's just like so many things that are falling on my lap. For sure. And then not to mention that like, you know, just life things, um, places that I want to go, things that I want to see, you know, like it's just fucking Dr. Seuss over here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just not my main priority. So if you ask me out and I tell you, no, I'm busy, like, you need to understand that because I already told you from the beginning that this is not my priority. So you can either be with it 
or you could not be with it. You know, like. So does that mean like your two choices? So does that mean you don't like the whole clinginess or anything like that? Like, oh my god, no! I am mm -hmm. so huge on my own space, like Mm -hmm. so so huge. I'm actually so huge on my own space that I don't even really invite people to my place. Like your house once. Exactly, and our whole friendship. And how long mm-hmm. have we been friends? Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. I just, it's, it's like my safe space. I'm a cancer, so I'm very big on like my home, my shell, my little, you know, whatever you want to call it. And I just like, it, it's a thing for me. It yeah. just, I can't. I have. I need to have my own space. Also, I'm an only child, so I was raised with like a lot of, you know, like I've never had to share. I've never had to like. I've always been in my own space and I think that mm-hmm. has a lot to do with it too, you know, like it's funny because I've even told people that like I think that if I ever were to get serious with someone, I would need a house with extra rooms because I would need a room <laughs> where I could get away from you. Yeah, yeah. If I need to because uh, I am that kind of person like yeah. don't talk to me when I'm mad. I'm going to talk to you when I feel like I've gotten over whatever I need to get over. I'm gonna lock the door and don't come at me with some crazy stuff because then we we're just gonna both end up in like not very nice places. So for sure, I I think the yeah space is super important. Clinginess I don't like, and that's that's actually something else that I've noticed in Miami specifically is that if you don't give a guy attention, like constant constant attention, they feel like you're not interested. And I think that that's where I have my problem because since mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not the kind of person that's always on my phone. I'm not the kind of person that's always sending like voice notes or messages or whatever. Like, you'll see me sure on social media, but that's because it's literally part of my like job. You know, it's what I do. Sure. Like, I need to be on. I need to be on content. I need to see people's podcasts. I need to see what they're posting. I need to. That's just what I do. But I'm not actively like in my DMs, always like talking to people and like, hey, hey, hey. Like, this is not my thing. Um, so I, that's become like a thing for me is that I've realized that because I'm not always, you know, giving people this attention, it becomes a thing like, oh, then maybe she's not interested. And then I start get like, you know, pushed back and then there's space. And then eventually it's just kind of like, ugh, whatever, that? like, yeah, just, I can't like, well, to be fair. So just to be fair, right? Like I, I, I am, I definitely reassurance, right? I, I definitely reassurance. And, and that's. I always try to work on that. So like, but then we talked, you know, we just talked about how you need to be upfront with somebody. So if you don't like the constant messaging and stuff like that, and, and this goes out to me, like if, if somebody tells me, Hey, listen, like I'm not on my phone all the time. Like, you know, I'm, I'm always busy and this and that, like, you know, I don't mind getting a text here and there in the morning, you know, saying good morning, I'll, but I'll get back to you when I can kind of thing. Right. Cool. Good to know because <clears throat> I will double text. Cause I'm like, yo, are you good? Like everything, you know, Especially if we go, especially if we had a good conversation the day before or something, right? Where we had like, we had like, I don't know, meaning, a meaningful conversation where we talked about some, you know, very personal things and the conversation ended up well. And then all of a sudden the next day I text you and I don't get a response back. And it's like four hours past and I'm like, hey, you good? Everything good? Like, you know, I don't hope you're not in a car accident or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, fair, so fair. sometimes that double texting happens, you know, with me and I, I'll be, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and, and admit that. Um, but if that happens usually when you don't set the expectation, right? If you don't set the expectation with me, then I'm just like, yeah, everything cool. Like, did I say something wrong? Did I, you know, 
Did I fart the wrong way? Like, I don't know. Did you smell it? I don't know. Like, I, I just, I need to know what's going on. I need that reassurance to know, hey, look, you're good. It's just, you know, I'm kind of busy and I'm, you know, whatever. Because whatever. sometimes yeah. it happens to me. I Sometimes I get busy and I can't answer right away. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm like, shit, like, I haven't even talked to this girl. And, and I know, and I, I, you see the memes where they're like, oh, if someone really likes you, don't make the time. It's, mm-hmm. Sometimes you're just, you're caught up. Like, if you're a fucking hustler, you're caught up in what you're doing. You know, and it's 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 sad, but it's true. And that, and honestly, that could be another thing that has to do with Miami culture because I, from from what I have seen, for the most part, the people who I've met in Miami are all in that hustler mentality. Right. Like everybody's in that like work grind, play Side hustles. mode. Yeah, yeah. You know, like everyone is everybody like, trying trying to make it happen because especially with one, the rent. Exactly. One, because the cost of living is very expensive in Miami um, and it's gone up higher since the pandemic because people wanted to like, you know, whatever, come come live the dream life. Um, So, yeah, cost of living is very high. Um, Also, I feel like there's a shift in the culture here where like um, entrepreneurship is like huge, you know, so like a lot of people want to follow their dreams, want to make their passion into a job, want to do podcasts and get paid for them, you know? So like, that's the priority that people have here. So, you know, like you'll have some people that are, and then other people just have partying priorities. Like they just want to go out and have fun. They're in a nightlife city. They're in a place where like, Hey, the clubs are open every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, like. And they're at an age that they can do it. Yeah. They're at an age that they can do it too. Yeah. You know, so like that's that's the thing. Like, I feel that's that's another thing with dating in Miami and the culture here is like everyone's busy. Everyone has a hustler mentality. If that whole oh, if you can, if if that person wanted to, they'd make time for you. Like, no. How about you make time for me? If I tell you that I have uh, like a pop up shop at a at a festival or something, like come see me. You know, like show me that 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 you're supportive. And that you're, you you can handle somebody with like this kind of mentality, you know. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's just it, it's the culture is different down here. Things are you, you got to be different. You for know? sure. So I'll speak I'll speak for Rhode Island, right? And like because I've dated a lot in Rhode Island, and what I can tell you is that a lot like the mindset is a little different, right? Rhode Island is a very you know comfortable state, um, and not to say that people don't hustle, people hustle. People are fast on their feet and stuff like that. And people will have two two jobs, three jobs at times. You know, I had an ex that was like that, that busted her ass left and right. But they're more comfortable in the sense of like their living spaces. Like it's like, hey, like, you know, this is where we're at. This is, you know, the, the life that we live. I can not only be born and raised here, but I can raise my kids and they can live that same life as well. And they'll find their way through in, in this state. And I, I'm not saying that I'd rather date girls from Rhode Island. I, I, that's not really what I'm saying. What, what it comes down to is it's easier in a way because I can relate to that small town mentality. Like it's like, I know what I know what what that is to have that white picket fence or want to have that white picket fence. Um, and the only thing that's kept me away from Rhode Island is the fact that I just don't want to go backwards. I'm not a guy that goes backwards a lot. Like if I go backwards, man, like, Oof, that, that means I really care about that particular thing that made me go backwards. Um, even when I got out of high school, I didn't necessarily get into the, the dream university that I wanted to get into. And I was very like, I'm like, I'm not going to look at it anymore. 
And eventually I did, right? Because I cared that much about it. And I ended up going to that school. You know what I mean? So like that just shows you that I'm very like once I once it's out of my way, I'm out. I'm continuing forward. So when I look at the dating scene in Rhode Island and Miami, and you're right, maybe, maybe I, I am getting a little ahead of myself. Maybe the options and stuff like that is opened everywhere. But there's something about the women in Rhode Island where it's just like, I'm with this guy and I'm going to make it work. I want to raise a family. I want to make it happen. Where I feel like in Miami, it's like, I like this guy. I want to date this guy, but I want to fucking party all the time. And if he pisses me off, I got this next person right in line. You know what I mean? Who's going to continue that lifestyle with me. Where in Rhode Island, it's like, yeah, cheating happens. But sometimes it's, you know, oh, I'm not trying to be with this next person. I still love my my the kid I cheated on. I still love him and I still want to work it out with them. And I don't know how many times I've seen where a girl or a guy cheats on their particular partner and then they end up getting back together. They end up having kids. They end up getting married. And it's that comfortable life. Where in Miami, I feel like that happens. And sometimes it's like, you're done. Because I got so many options. I could keep it moving forward. Can't fuck up. You're walking on eggshells. I, I just feel like you're walking on eggshells here in, in Miami. Sure. Yeah. But I think that that also has a lot to do with, like, uh, I don't know. I mean, think about it. Like, in Rhode Island, <sighs> past 1 in the morning, things are closed. There's mm -hmm. nothing open. Right. So if you got into a fight with your man at eleven thirty, you don't got time to get ready and go out to a club to like go get some drinks with the girls in Miami. There's things that don't close till four or five in the morning. You get into a fight with your boyfriend at eleven thirty. You're out. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You're out and about. And, yo, I'll meet you there at one in the morning last Thursday. And I know that we're a week ahead, like in this in the show. Remember, this is the. Point four point five because we're in overtime. But last Thursday, my friends were gonna go out, and I was like, "Hey, I get out of work at like twelve, twelve thirty." They're like, "Yo, the party's just starting at that time in Rhode Island. That's it. It's over. I'm done. I'm going home. I'm maybe buying something at Mickey D's and going home and watching TV." In Miami, I got there at one thirty and party till seven a.m. That's a big difference in the dating scene i feel like it's just i just feel like those things those variables play a role yeah yeah definitely um that's definitely a thing in miami like you get into a fight with whomever it doesn't even have to be your man you mm -hmm. get into a fight with like one of your girls and you're like right. you know what i'm gonna go have fun without you yeah and you go out and you do your thing <laughs> and yeah like that's a, you're right it's different the culture down here is different and i'm a hundred percent that has a lot to do with like people not being taken serious and also people not being honest because if you're meeting somebody at the club let's be honest what are the odds of that person actually looking to settle down right you're right 100 likely man not very likely and it you know it's just that's what it is like you know there's a saying down here like don't date promoters or djs <laughs> Uh, <laughs> why? Yeah, because because the... they're not gonna take you serious. They got all this stuff getting thrown at them for like whatever reason, you know. And yeah, it's just it's a thing down here. Like, I'll tell you one thing: I don't, and I'm not sure that I will find somebody long term in Miami. Interesting. 
and you and your friends have found people long term. Like we we and you have friends who have found people long term, right? Yeah. So what's the excuse? Yeah, I mean, look at Ooh, that doesn't sound good. Just that. That does not sound good. Yeah. Let's give Cribs a chance to to we'll, we'll probably edit that out, but we're supposed to be the one take show. In the meantime, once he edits that out. Um yes, we do have we do have you know mutual friends that have figured out or or found somebody, right? But it's like it's almost like how long did it take them? How many people did they have to be around or mess around with in order to find that particular person? How many times did they have to go out on different first dates? Listen, for a guy, I'm going to tell you right now, as a guy that I've been in plenty of first dates, plenty of first dates that haven't worked out in Miami, I can tell you one thing. Shit's expensive. Now, with the gas prices going up, with the rent that has gone up, what makes you think I want to spend money on these constant first dates, right? It's easy for women to go on first dates. All you got to do is show up and you got to eat. And if you don't like it, you could be like, sorry, it's not working out. It's not working out, right? So but why that's, is it? That's, that's what you got to pay. That's the price to pay. Like That's the price of pain, right? All right, that's the price of pain. So I got to go on these fucking dates and pick people up left and right in Miami where things are expensive in order for me to find happiness. Like, that's what I got to do, right? But I don't know, man. It doesn't sound like a good deal because all these all these people... What about this? Like, I, have you heard about this? Supposedly, there's this thing where they say that women will agree to a first date so they can get their free meal and be out. Unbelievable, Cribs. Unbelievable. I am... That's what dating is. What What are you confused about? A free if meal? I, if I'm, I'm, listen, if you're cute, I think you're cute. You tell me, I'm going to take you out to eat. I'm like, okay, take me out to eat. It's a free meal. It's all, It's expensive. Food is expensive. I'm going to be open to you and, you know, getting to know you. That's now, if the say. conversation, if the, first of all, if the conversation doesn't flow, I'm a, like, I'm, I'm a very honest person. You'll, the difference between me and but probably a lot of other women is I'm very honest. And I will tell you right off the bat, like, yeah, I'm not really feeling this. In the middle of the meal? In the middle of the meal. Like, and even if you say something that's like super, like, let's say crude, you know, like something that I just, I know are like against my values and against like, you know, completely something that like, I just wouldn't deal with. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to be like, listen, this has been nice. Um, I really appreciate it. If you want to split half and half, we can do that. I'm that kind of person. If not, cool. I'm just gonna go. Like, not even gonna wait for dessert. If if it's something that like, and this is just my standard, okay. but like uh -huh. if it's something that is completely just against my values and that I know is not like, for example, I had one person tell me once, like, "Oh, you're too much of a liberal." Okay. Firstly. We're just getting to know each other. You you really don't know that about me. That's why. Right. Like, you're making this assumption about me. Secondly, 
I don't even talk politics. Not my thing. So, so what? What was so liberal about? Like, what were you? Because. Yeah. Yeah, because I because of my extracurricular activities. Let's let's ah, okay. Let's say that. So, you know, he it rubbed him some type of way. He felt the need to say this. And I just knew that it didn't align with me. Like that's not something that I'm willing one to give up. Mm-hmm. Sorry, just not. Uh two, you're also like judging me pre, pre what is it like assumptions about yeah. me that you really don't know. And like, I don't know, it, it kind of seemed like a put down, to be honest with you, like the way that he said it was kind of like looking down on me, like, uh, excuse you, sir, I have a whole master's degree. Like, who, who the hell do you think you are? You know, so, so the Hispanics with the masters. Right. Um, so what's your what, what are let's speak about values a little bit. Right. Like, what are your core values? You're not changing for anybody. Right? Like, like. Yeah. Core values. Let's see. I. I think it breaks down to like a couple of things. So loyalty, I'm huge on loyalty. That's like one of my biggest values. Even in an open relationship? Yeah. Be loyal to me. Tell me like, hey, this is, this is the deal. I'm with Mm -hmm. so-and-so like, I'm gonna go hang out with her. Okay, cool. Let me know. Yeah. That, that's what you where, think? What you think? One to 10. What do you think? (laughs) I go. (laughs) Yeah. Literally, literally like. And yeah, like I'm, I mean, I'm that kind of open kind of person. Like, mm-hmm. I'll walk down the street with whoever I'm with, and I'll be like, damn, that girl's fine. Like, right, right. You know, okay. like the loyalty, right? Loyalty is big for me. Honesty, you know, mm-hmm. like you got to be honest. You got to let me know what's up. Um, family values, I think, are very important to me. Like, the way that you speak about your family and the way that you act towards your family is like, very important and entailing about what kind of person you are and yeah like it's just it's important to me so if you're if you're dating somebody who was a foster child didn't have a family went through the system sure you know most people who have gone through the system and are foster kids Mm -hmm. look for that kind of love in their relationships so meaning that they're the ones that are actually most open to like having kids to like giving that love that was never given to them and to like exploring those long-term family values. So you're open to having kids? Well, this guy- I'm just saying, I'm just saying, <laughs> listen, you you threw out those values. I want family values. I want, you know, are you are you ready to have kids? Are you trying to have kids? Are you dating to have kids? I, I am not specifically dating to have children, no. Okay. Are you you're not dating to marry either? I'm no, because you don't believe in marriage much. Like you, nope. like you're just not a big fan of the whole. No, ceremonial... I'm, a, I'm like a strong believer that if if somebody comes around in my life that happens to be like a, that long term feeling, then it's just gonna happen. It's like gonna be natural, and it's just gonna flow the way that it's supposed to flow, and that's mm-hmm. it. If I happen to get pregnant you know if we're playing the pull out and pray game and it just happens then hey it's happened and i i'm strongly against abortion so you know i'm it's just it's something that i'm gonna have to go through with you know what i'm saying so i'm not actively i don't know maybe this is like my spiritual journey that i'm going through but i'm not actively looking for anything if it happens it happens and i and and this is 
something that I learned about a year ago, like when I lost my grandma, it stopped being about looking for things because nothing, nothing made sense to me. Grief is unbelievably hard for anybody who hasn't been through it. And for anybody that has, I'm sorry for your loss. Um, Grief is super hard and grief will change the outlook that you have on many things in life in general. And that's one of the things that changed for me. I stopped Absolutely. actively looking for things and I'm just letting things fall into place as they should. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, that's, that's totally fair enough. If it happens, it happens. If it comes, I mean, I'm the same way too, right? Like I do date to marry. I do date to have kids. I'm not saying I need it. I don't necessarily need it. It's like a more of like a want, right? It's like, eh, maybe I do want that, you know, because I, for a while was like, nah, I don't need to get married. Nah, I don't need to have kids. But then, when I really think about it, I'm like, damn, I mean, you know, I'm the only child for my mother. Like, you know, maybe shouldn't be that selfish. Maybe, just, you know, give her the give her the wedding that she, you know, she would love to see her son, you know, walk down that aisle. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if I want kids right now, but, you know, it'd be nice to give my, my mom a little a little grandchild, you know, this stuff like that to, to kind of give her that extra boost in life. You know, because I feel like it gets to a certain age where you're just like. Kids give your your parents an extra boost in, in their life. You know, they, yes, they it's want actually to be scientifically proven. There you go. So, you know, why why not? Why not give that, you know, and provide that? So at my age, I, I'm at this point in my life where I'm like, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? I'm okay with that. I've kind of gotten over it. I think when I was like um, anywhere from 22 to about 29, give or take, I was like, I really wanted it. I was like, yeah, I really want this. After 30, I was kind of like, I don't know. It, I don't know if I really want it. 31, it took about a year of that denial to kind of be like, no, I don't really want it. But then at 31, I was like, I do. I just, I'm not, just not going to rush it. Just not going to rush it. There's no need to rush it. Cause then you rush it and you deal with some of the things that you hear people deal with. Right. Which is like bad co-parenting, um, mm-hmm. you know, fucking child support. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a product of that. I've lived through my parents' divorce and the child support. I know that the shit that they put me through and maybe they don't, they'll never understand what they put me through. I understand what I went through. You know what I mean? So I don't want to put that on any child. And I don't care how good you can talk to your kids. Divorce is never easy at mm-hmm. the age that usually happens. You know, once you get to my age, you realize that was for the better, that they divorced. Um, but, you know, back then, like, I, I was going through hell back in the day when, when that happened. So um, I don't want that for my kids. And those are my kind of values. I don't know. I guess honesty is also one of my values. I would say I do like loyalty. Um, God, it's so, you know, it's like, it's, it's a lot to ask for nowadays. Loyalty is very mm-hmm. difficult to ask for, right? Yep. Um, you know, you, you feel like, well, if I'm loyal to you, it's gotta be easy for you to be loyal to me, but it just doesn't happen that way. Um, I don't know. Just. Nope. It's true. I, it's true. You can, and you know, it's funny because I talk about this a lot in therapy. Yes, guys, I go to therapy. I have a self-healing journey that I'm on. And that's one of the things I talk about, like a lot with my therapist, is that I have this belief that people, that if I am this way to people, that people will be that same way to me. And that is not the case. Right. It is not the case. And we need to learn that as like human beings who love hard, like you said, like I'm that kind of person that like, if I love you, I'm going to love you hard. We need to understand that sometimes what we give, we are not going to get in return. And that's just, that's on them 
that's not on us. It's just that's how some people are wired, you know, like yeah. they they just can't they can't be it. They can't do it. They can't be loyal. They can't be honest. They can't be you know, open about yeah. their feelings, yeah. their emotions, their whatever, their, sure. their stuff. So um yeah, and I think that's another one of my values too is like um I have like a big thing with people being emotionally intelligent. I use that word today. So, you know, it's crazy that you, that you said that. And again, we're a week ahead. But I, I use that word today in a conversation I had with a friend, emotional intelligence, right? And, and my emotional intelligence right now compared to 10 years ago is in a whole different ballgame. And I feel like I've had an incredible amount of emotional intelligence. But in reality, I realized that it's not emotional intelligence that I had. It was just I put on a mask really well. You know, I put on a mask really well. And I held back emotions. And that's not really being emotional intelligent because what ends up happening is all those repressed feelings end up coming out in a much more explosive way um, later on in life, especially if you drink too much, which has happened to me. I'm guilty. I, uh, I'm usually a happy drunk, but if I have my feelings caught up, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say some shit that I might, might be out of pocket. You know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, I definitely understand that, yeah. you know. Yeah, you need to be emotionally intelligent. You need to understand like where your emotions come from. Like, you know, I'm not saying that you need to go to therapy exactly to like figure your stuff out, but you need to be able to like at least express your your feelings because I know a lot of men that get like passive aggressive when they don't understand what what they're feeling yeah. and they like project and that doesn't work for me. Like once I realize that people are projecting on me and like it's not mm -hmm. me, it's you. And yeah, the, that's how the saying goes. It's not me. It's you. You're the problem. Elaborate um, on that, though. Elaborate on, on them projecting. What does that necessarily mean? So, like, let's say if my case, right? Like, yeah. I told you I'm always, I'm usually always busy. It's very rare times where I'm, like, chilling on my phone and, like, whatever. Um, I'm sorry. Hold on. Give me a second. That, I have to edit is, this uh, yeah. I don't know what she's going through. Nala. We got to get her emotionally intelligent. Nala, Nala needs to be more emotionally intelligent. Nala, are you okay? I think she was having a nightmare. She was like crying in her sleep. Are you okay, Gorda? Don't scare me like that. You're already old. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I have like this fear of my dog just dying on me. No, don't say that. What? I swear. Yeah, because she's old already. So like, you know, sometimes like and when dogs are when they're about to leave, they like seclude themselves and they'll like go away from from their owners and like their like daily oh, no. routines. This is why I cannot own a dog. You know, it's my baby. I would die. All right. Jesus. All right. We can edit all of that out. Please, for the love of God. I don't want people to know about my dog. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? You were talking about projecting. Um, projecting. What does okay. that mean? What does projecting mean? So, for example, me in my case, like I told you, I get really busy, right? I'm not on my yeah. phone all the time. I just don't got this hair, these curls. Okay. Um, I'm just not like actively always WhatsApping or like, you know, whatever. It's just not my thing. Um, so I've noticed that men get really like passive aggressive about it when they're like, did I do something? Why are you not writing to me? Mm -hmm. are, 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 is there somebody else? Like what, what's happening? Like, are you okay? But you know, and then I'm just like, okay, like, listen, I'm just busy. Like I have things going on. I got family things. I got whatever, like just chill. Give me some time. 
Okay, yeah. cool. Okay, yeah, 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 sure, whatever. Then, like, let's say that we hang out, right? Mm -hmm. And we're like together, we're whatever. If I'm on my phone, then it's like, oh, but you weren't on your phone last week when I was texting you. <laughs> why do we do that? Men, men, why do we do that? Why do we do that to women? Clearly, it doesn't work, huh? Like, passive aggressiveness does not work. You know, like, I'm like, okay, like, now you're just projecting your little, little feelings <laughs> that you can't just express, you know, you could just literally tell me like, hey, I'm upset that you didn't write to me last week. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, that was my bad. I'm going to work on it. We can work on it together. You just need to give me some time because sometimes I get busy too. It's a simple freaking conversation. Two adults having a simple conversation. You tell me how you feel. I'll tell you how I feel. I'll let you know I'm going to work on it. And we move on. You make it seem simple. It's not that simple, right? Because men project. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So you're telling me women don't project? No, a thousand percent women okay. project. But these then, women who do this is mm -hmm. um, because they're not emotionally intelligent. So so is it safe to say that projections from like, like either side, right? Yeah. It sure. can trigger it can trigger a projection to your partner. Like so for yeah. example, and I'm like, not I saying feel... that I'm perfect either because right, right. this is where where I also am guilty of projection and right. projecting my own insecurities on people and things of that sort. So I'm not saying I'm right. perfect, but it's something that we need to work on. Totally understandable. So I'm going based off that, right? So like uh, I kind of want to feed that is that what I'm trying to say is does it is it I guess what I'm trying to say is is it is it any is it is it our fault because maybe one person projects one like once let's just say they projected one time and then out of spite i'm gonna project right like out of spite like it's like oh you, you're gonna call me out on this i'm gonna call you out later on that mm -hmm. you know because that's i made toxic. a mistake right that's very toxic that's very toxic but some people don't see it that way right because i always feel like everybody has some type of toxic in them like you know what i mean we just don't know it until it comes ah, i do believe that we all have some type of toxic yeah us, yeah you know? we're, we're hispanic so, we're bent to be toxic but why but why hold on that time out time on. i mean now i'm gonna i'm gonna call a time out on that why is it that hispanics are toxic what what is it about us that makes us toxic like why do why isn't it why can't we say white trash is toxic you know or why can't we say that black folk are toxic why is it that it, like hispanics have the trademark toxic like like what it makes us because i don't think necessarily we're like we're more toxic than the next, you know, heritage out there. I don't know. I just don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I think everybody, like you said, everybody has their toxicity in, in, in a certain way, but for, for Hispanics in particular, I think that our toxicity comes from generational trauma and it comes from most Hispanic households, not having a actual family dynamic. So most kids, um, Hispanic kids, will come from a single parent home. Okay. That has a lot to do with generational stuff. Um, they come from divorced backgrounds. Like maybe their parents were together, but their grandparents weren't. And they their parents dealt with stuff, and then your parents dealt with stuff and things of that sort. Um, I also think it comes from Hispanics not particularly, especially in the male growing up as a man in, in, in a Hispanic household, you're given this like um, sense of machismo that like you're the man and you got to hold it down and you can't cry and you can't, you know, like 
you got to be this this breadwinner and this person that that holds everything together. And I think that that machismo comes with like this toxic trait. And I think that that's why Hispanics have been branded in a more toxic manner than than um, most people. And then as far as Hispanic women goes, we're just we're Latin. We have big personalities. We are very vocal about you know the things that we are. And then we also come from generational trauma. Um, most Hispanic families have have and come from a domestic violence kind of background. The the, the statistics are there. And yeah. that's something that like, you know, we learn, we, we grow up in and we, we see, we live in like me, for example, just my own background. Like my mom came from a domestic violent relationship. My aunts were in domestic violence relationships. And we all lived in like this compound where I saw everything and everyone go through, through something like this. And oh. that, that creates generational trauma, you know, because mm -hmm. now I'm a grown up. And the minute that I see a man get angry or that I see somebody like snap or yell, I'm scared. And I don't want to pursue a relationship with you because you don't, it seems to me that you don't know how to control that anger. And if you don't know how to control that anger, you might snap on me one day and then I might have to kill you. So, you know. Emotional damage. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, I think that that's why Hispanics are, are branded, mm -hmm. you know, like the most toxic, I'll say. Um, I just think it comes, it comes from generational stuff. Like we just, we have it a little harder than other races, if you will. I mean, don't, and I'm not saying that other races don't have other issues because I mean, you know, Blacks have dealt with slavery trauma for the last, you know, 300 400 years so yeah. they have other types of traumas that they deal with right. um you would think that white people would suffer with white guilt but yeah but that's only been like what five years so you know so yeah i just think that it's it's different for all of us but i definitely like in relationships and stuff like that family history um it's a little tougher for us, especially because of the way that we're raised and we're grown up. First generation, we, we won't even get into like first generation traumas. When you're a first generation American and your family, the kind of pressure that's Excuse put me. on you is like mm. Big. insane. It's huge. It's huge. You got to, you know, you got to make it out there. We came to this country for you to succeed. Mm -hmm. If you don't succeed, God dang it. Why did I have you? you know? yeah. So, um, yeah, I know. I know the feeling and stuff like that. Well, this is been really good converse, a conversation i mean this is led up from the week before i know like i said we're a week ahead and we're like in back to the future style right i watched that movie yesterday so i'm thinking like that um but what i'm gonna do is we're gonna end it now right because we're gonna end this episode at this point because what we're gonna do is we still have a little bit of time technically in this episode and we're gonna like back into the future and we're gonna recap if our feelings have changed throughout the week you know and then fill in the the last couple of minutes of that episode um any final reckless thoughts for now on everything that we spoke about no it's just a lot guys it's mm, a, I, I unpacked a lot yeah <laughs> so this is a good therapy say, session for listening yeah thank you for continuing the conversation with me because i feel like the conversations we get we cut it because we're trying to keep it under an hour we want to keep people engaged and stuff and i understand that but um some of these conversations are really good and you know we talked about the whole i, I kind of want to have an idea i would love to bring we know some DJs, me and you. I would love to bring them on and talk about if it gets thrown out at them, 
as much as we as much as you say we, <laughs> a thousand percent i'm down i'm, I'm down so down to have them yeah we'll, we'll talk to them we'll, we'll reach out to them and see if they're they're willing to come on and, and express i have one in rhode island you have one we have one here so maybe we can bring them both on and, and see if it's really like that but um yeah go ahead cribs i don't know if you have uh anything any final reckless, final thoughts? reckless thoughts um no just about to watch some basketball <laughs> yes yes let's do that remember to sign up for the march madness uh gift card giveaway um i guess the only record thought that i have honestly and it's not really that reckless it's just let's just be honest with each other right for fuck's sakes man like it ain't easy we talked about it ain't easy dating in fucking miami and it probably isn't easy dating in whatever city you are um everything has a challenge i'm sure other people can attest to that is it so difficult to just be honest and just, hey, man, if I'm going to hurt this person's feelings, at least I was honest with them and I wasn't trying to hurt their feelings. But, you know, I'm all about that. I need to work on that, too. Right. I'm guilty of not hurting, not hurting anybody's feelings. I don't know. I don't know how many times this is going to sound really toxic, but I don't know how many times I've avoided breaking up with someone because I'm like, I'm going to hurt their feelings. Like I'd rather them hurt my feelings than me hurt their feelings. That's Shame. so fucking, yes, it's shameful. And it's something that I want to work on because I don't, I don't feel like it's um, the right thing to do. That's first. And it's also just not right, period. Like it's just not the way to go. It's not you stringing somebody along who has a certain feeling for you and, um, or maybe they're feeling the same way and they don't know how to do it. So what, you're just going to live for the next, you know, five to 10 years, you know, miserable, you know, it's not, not the way to go. So I, I just, just be honest with everybody, man. If you don't like somebody like in that way, Hey, let's just be friends, man. You know, we're, we're having a good time as friends. Why fuck it up? Um, fuck. Yeah, man. That's pretty much it, man. You know? Yeah. Right. So that's my thoughts. Yeah. So, all right, Cribs. Well, that was great. Great chat. I need to go play soccer. These guys are going to kill me because I'm going to be late. Oh, you're going to be late. Oh, all right. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Sign up. We'll see, you, we'll see you back in the future. Marty, hit that hit that car. We're going to go 88, <laughs> mi- what is it, 88 miles into the future. Check us out. <laughs>